not live. First, we stream first on Mutiny well, Radio. Wait, we're live. It's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. Christmas uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas, Michael. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, I, I got to go out of the, the plaza. Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Carl. Merry Christmas, Carl's dog. And then you, Mrs. Carl, and Carl's dog go, huh? Right? I run around the town square. Oh, Merry Christmas. Well, he was just visited by three ghosts. He's overexcited about Christmas this year. You ever watch a movie called uh, Ghosts of uh, Girlfriends Past with Matthew McConaughey? Yes. It's the Christmas yes. Carol, but he's visited. He's visited by three ghosts and <laughs> warn him about romance. Anyway, we uh we have an annual Christmas Day tradition. As you know, we love movies. We love great movies, and we also love the shit. And a lot of shit comes out, and a lot of great movies come out on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is a bizarre vortex for movies in America and around the world. It is either terrible, terrible films. They dump my Christmas night. For you to go and leave your family and watch those are the ones we like. There's prestige films that need to hit the Oscar deadline, and they release it limited on Christmas Day. We'll be visiting right. one of those today. There's also vanity films or uh, like um, a star director or movie star who directs. They usually release their films on Christmas Day, whether it's Quentin Tarantino, Denzel Washington. It's a good spot, and it also hits that Oscar need. There's also very stroking intelligent films niche like ones yeah ones that are, that are aimed for women who think they have to release it on christmas day they can't release it any other time those are the movies that we like too they're on christmas day so christmas is on a sunday and by the way carl our show has been on mini radio for about six years we've been existing wow. for about six years seven years and in 16 we started the christmas day tradition on sunday christmas day so we now are back on Christmas Day. Our show is on Christmas Day. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to Scott O from Found Round Sound. Yes. Merry who's Christmas. Who's on us beforehand. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Merry Scott, Merry Christmas. May, may we be the first to wish you first. Merry Christmas. First. 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 Oh, gosh. We're on Christmas. And then, uh, of course, we have a new show that follows us. So make it an afternoon uh, at 4 p.m. And that's Ugly Sundays. Age. Okay. So we are going to watch uh, trailers of movies that are going to be released on Christmas Day in 2022. Now, it's slim pickings this year, Carl. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, because it falls on a Sunday, and we already have a Friday that covers it. But we went around the world, and uh, it's Sweden's lucky day this year. Uh, and we have movies from around the world. But, Carl, let us talk about us. Hi, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are on Mutiny Radio every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast. You can follow us by typing in our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T in any podcast searcher, preferably iTunes, and you'll find us. We are also on YouTube with the same acronym. Mutiny Radio has a Discord channel. If you want to join a Discord channel from Mutiny Radio, join it. And we are on that, and we are also on our own Discord channel, yes. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's without Mom and Dad Mutiny Radio in the room. It's just right. us just hanging out. So check us on Discord, and we're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. I, as I've done previous years, have created a playlist of movies that were released on Christmas Day. First five of those playlists are just a smorgasbord of movies. But we got to the point where... We ran out of movies, so I've been putting down what's been released every year. Sometimes it gets a little sparse, so I've been checking around the world. 
and that's what I did this year. So my name is Mike Spiegelman, and I have a YouTube channel, and it's different from our LWAFLMOYT channel. You can find my playlist, Christmas Movie 7 2022, on Spiegelmania. <gasps> well, I, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. When I search for that, I, I come up empty. If I search for Mike Spiegelman, yeah. you pop right up. And if I search for Mike Spiegelman, sometimes I got to go into the filter and choose channel. That's a really good point. We hit every year is the same thing. So under, so search for Mike Spiegelman. You'll find his face. You'll find his channel. S-P-I-E-G-E-L-M-A-N. S-P-I-E-G-E-L-M-A-N. Because he's a gel man, but just not any gel man. He's a speed gel man. I'm the speed gel man. Right. And there you will find Christmas Day movies by I I you two eyes make the one single eye sound it must be you, you mean oh I see there so Spiegelman is the channel and you'll find the playlist and Christmas Day movies this is always awkward for us because the playlist as you know also has ads that pop up beforehand we can't really control it so we are just going to have to manually pause and reset as we normally do, but for each trailer. All right, sounds good. Carl, I have it open up on my PlayStation 4. Uh, I have the first trailer coming up. Um, and by the way, I just want to mention, because this is our Christmas Day show, we have a Chris special Christmas original song Carl and I wrote, and we'll be singing that at the end. Yes. So I don't know what else to tell you. Like, this is a perfect show. You got to stay till the end. Yeah. yeah. It's a Christmas carol. You're going to love it. I love it. So a lot of movies have been released on the 23rd. A lot of movies have been released earlier this year, Christmas-wise, to get to audience. However, there is a unique movie being released in America on Christmas Day. It's a limited release, Carl. It's going to be wide release in January 13th around the country. But for people in Los Angeles, New York, what have you, they can watch A Man Called Otto. A Man Called Otto. A Man, a man Called a plan. Otto. Otto. Otto Panama. It's a palindrome. Do you know uh, that palindrome? It is a palindrome. Yeah. Yeah. A man called Otto backwards is actually a man called Otto. It's a crazy pal. Otto. Man A. Delg Ak Nama. Anyway, Carl, what do you know about this fucking movie? Well, I saw the original, which I think was uh, Swedish, right? Yeah, Sweden. Ding, ding, ding. First reference to the country, Sweden. Right. We're going to hit reference Sweden a lot. It's called Man Called Ove, I think, in Sweden. I saw this film. I didn't know that Tom Hanks was making this film, and uh, it was a good film in Swedish. I will we'll see <laughs> if it's any good in English. You mean it's like it's charming because it's in a different country? <laughs> no, it was just a good film. It's a grouchy old man, and we find out the backstory of how he became grouchy, and his heart gets opened up again. And that's essentially what is going to happen to Tom Hanks. I think it's a pretty easy role for him to play. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, uh, not like the Elvis film, right? He really had to stretch there. Yeah, but they stretched a bit one, there. I'm grouchy, and then I get a cat, and I start to warm up, and I make a few friends. And next thing you know, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry, oh, Merry Christmas! So, you know, one of the things, I had heard of this film, and I didn't pick it up at the library when I saw it. I was just, like, a little bit overload. It was nominated for Best Foreign Picture, uh, not only by the Oscars, but AARP for Grown Ups gave it nominated. AARP. 
movie for grown-ups awards for the 2017 named it it is the biggest uh movie in sweden so why not make it remake it and i wonder about tom hanks at this point you know is it because he is the most corporate face possible and that you make an american movie you put him in or that I he's the know. right actor for the part i think he i don't know the answer because it's been so much tom hanks even he's got to admit we're a little oversaturated Another sure. person could have done this just as well. He's not the perfect person for it, but I'm sure he's going to do it, as you'll see in the trailer. He's they so, paid, uh, yeah. I'm excited about the cast. Million dollars to get the rights to do this film. It better How be much? good. Sixty million. Sixty million. Six well, Swedish, Swedish yeah. money or American money? Uh, on February 10, 2022, it was announced that Sony Pictures pre-bought the rights to this film around. U.S. sixty million at the European film market. Holy snacks! And I, I know that it's shot in Idaho. No, America, no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Okay, I take that back. I eat my words. All right, Carl, are you ready to watch Otto? Well, Man. I don't know. Are we going to talk about it afterwards? Well, we could watch it right now in the trailer, and then because we already prefaced what we know about it. Okay, but we had a discussion before we started the show about what was going to be our format. And right. you said we were going to talk it all out and then watch the trailer. So we're, yeah. we're not doing that. We're going to – are you all no. talked out? No, I'm ready to watch the trailer. Oh, I yeah. my, I'm, all, I'm all queued up. This director. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Mark. Tell me about Mark. Uh, what's his name, Forrester? <laughs> you didn't – okay, this guy did Finding Neverland, okay? That's serious. Uh, yeah. He did a Bond movie. Yes, he did a Bond movie. Yeah, Quantum of I know him. He's a workman – what's the term? A journeyman. A journeyman, a, yes. Yeah. Different genres and different styles. Very dependable guy. The guy who wrote this screenplay, um, which I think he pretty much adapted it from the other one. I don't really know. It's, it's based wrote, on a novel. He wrote Life of Pi. Mm. It is based on a novel. That's correct. Uh, he wrote Life of Pi and uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I don't know. He, yeah, 2012 novel, A Man Called O.V.E. How do you pronounce that? Ooh. I guess Ovi. And then the movie Ovi. came out in 2015, so it was pretty quick. Yeah. And like you said, it's going to be a limited release on the 25th just because they're going for that Oscar gold. And then in January, it'll be nationwide. Uh, Sony's doing that. Um, and I don't know. There's other things. This director did Finding Neverland. Uh, he's uh, He did The Kite Runner. He's, he's uh, World War Z. He's all over the place. World War Z, that's the one I remember. Yeah. yeah. With, it's all right. With uh, Brad Pitt. Horrible film. Horrible film. Terrible film. It, it, it was neither here nor there for me. You know, it was like zombies climbing up a hill, uh, a yeah. wall. Yeah. It was I like computer graphic uh, zombies all on top of each other to go over a wall. There's it's two just... Mexican actors in this. Um there's a, a woman who's a Mexican actress and a, and a man who's a Mexican actor. I don't know why. Um, and well, so this, he, it's the neighbors, right? You talking about the yeah? Neighbors? It's the neighbors. Uh, the there is a woman who befriends Tom Hanks's character, and she doesn't know how to drive. He helps him with that, and she was a Mexican stage and screen actress. She's from Monterey. Um, She's been in things we wouldn't know, right? But the dude guy was in the Magnificent Seven remake. 
he was in Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so... And there's a serious stand-up comedian in this show called... A movie called Mike Birdbiglia, who I really don't know. You would think I would know him. I know him. He was sick sure. for a week with COVID, and he did... He came in? Yeah, he... He did Jimmy Kimmel's show for he, the week. He does a lot of one-man shows. He's known for that. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. big big name. Big name in comedy. Don't Think Twice 2016. I right. think it's that show you're talking about. You know, they call it a one-man show. It's basically your stand-up routine. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? No, about? not if you slow it down. I did a one-man show, Mike, because I, I, I was the only guy there. <laughs> Oh, I, I was my stand-up is a one-man show only because I want to sit for the entirety. <laughs> Zoom spoiled me. He did a uh, book called Sleepwalk with Me. Yeah, no, he had it's it's a. I guess he has like sleepwalking. He's a sleepwalker. I don't know. Yes. But he's in this movie. All right, Carl. Okay. I, uh, I think we're really excited, and let's. Uh, rock now, what and if roll. we get an ad? If we get an ad, we. We skip it and then press pause and yeah. I actually went through the ad previous before just just for this trailer because it's all set up. But okay, so go ahead. Do you want to? I got my ad. It says video okay. will play after ad. Perfect. A second ad. Oh no! Turn off the ad. The the music's gonna cancel us. Okay, I'm pausing. All right. Rewinding back to zero zero zero. I am going to crank this volume to. 25, 27. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching the first trailer on the playlist, Christmas Movie 7, 2022, on Mike Spiegelman's YouTube channel. We have paused for our man called Otto, and Carl, please, I would love it. You do the countdown, you talk to people, you interview them, you, you tell them the rules. I would love this Christmas for you to do the countdowns for the trailers. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go! Okay, the trailer starts now. That was a mini trailer. Hey, it's crazy music. Hey, piss dogs I'm pissing on. Ah, Otto is shy. Oh, do you think she pissed it? Yeah, one uh, of them. The cat is so cute. It's a white woman too, right? Huh? Now this is the, yeah, that's the backstory. That's the wife that died. That that's ate. is. Is that the comic relief part? No. Oh, precocious. That was really precocious and cute. Yes. Uh oh. It was like a, a bus accident that that really hurt the wife, and eventually she passed away, and that's how he got grouchy. Gotcha. Now, I, I read in the plot summary of this movie, Blotched Suicide. Botched Suicide? Yeah. I don't remember that. Is that weird? I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. It's not really indicated in the trailer. Uh oh. Uh, me in high school. Oh, it's but it's all right, Carl. Don't worry. Well, I'm always happy to hear from George Harrison, but I don't know why the song is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's to indicate it's all right. But is that the original cat from Sweden? No. Now she's, he's getting uh, he's getting nicer now. <laughs> oh, he has to babysit. Give yourself a hand. Hey, that, that kind of the reason why I'm gonna watch this movie. Yeah. Like this movie looks terrible, but there's a cat in it, so I have to watch it. Oh, punch the punch the clown. Yes. Come on, well, show it in the trailer. He took his he did he did a trick where he made his quarter disappear. So Tom Hanks' character's like, "I want where's my quarter? Let's go with the quarter." You know. Interesting. All right. You know what? Maybe it'll show up. Maybe it will show up uh, on a streaming service a month later, and I could watch this movie. You're not going to the theater to see a man called Otto. I'm too yeah. grumpy. I first have to swing by the graveyard and put down flowers and talk to a gravestone, mm -hmm. and then I gotta go uh, get annoyed by my neighbors. It, it's like that a, it happens in a lot of movies that the character goes to the grave of the loved one and gives flat. It's almost like stop doing it. You've, it's been done. It's been done. It's a little yeah, and you know the issue is uh, what nuking the fridge. The idea that a male character can only have resonance and agency in the story if there's like a dead woman right like i'll i'll solve the case for her i'm haunted by my dead wife so it doesn't really give the the ladies a chance to be a character because they're yeah. used to be yeah. served yeah oh well but it sounds good i don't know i will watch it i will watch it carl but not not in january and not on christmas right. day you're gonna wait till it streams i'm gonna wait till it streams Hey, this is an interesting one. The next one lined up is Matilda, the musical, the movie, what have you. And it is the stage. It's a theatrically released. It was theatrically released. And I find it interesting because it's the number one movie in the UK uh, at the start of December. So it, it was a hit. It was released six weeks ago, but it's yeah, going to be theatrically. It's going to be exclusively streaming on Netflix on Christmas Day. And for that reason, I added it to the list. There is well, another that's the thing I want to say. It's like it's very slim pickings this year that yeah. you would have to include this just because Christmas Day is involved. This thing was released. You know, it came out. You know, it's strange because last year, Christmas Day, uh, Netflix had The Pope had a, a television right. series. And there wasn't Don't Look Up released on Christmas Day? Or was that remember. December 31st? That I was kind of a but the Pope had a show. So I know there Netflix also has a movie series called Forever After or Happily Ever After. And the fourth one is going to be released on Christmas Day. But I think it was released already on – it was streaming on Amazon prior. So I did not include it on the list. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. beg my pardon. But Tilda the Musical, yeah, it's playing in Los Angeles right now. Right. Yeah. It came out December – what was it, nineteen? not in front of me right now but well it was, i think it's the 6th of december okay. to be honest with you uh and i i know that it was uh big in the, the uk it was so it you know start streaming on netflix on christmas day and that gives it uh the opportunity to be on our show but that's the only reason if it right. wasn't slim pickens you wouldn't be here matilda that's right matilda did you ever watch the movie from the 90s the, Dan sure, the Dan danny devito directed that that was it's a fun movie it was a good yeah, film, it's and good it film. wasn't a musical. Thank goodness. Why would you make this a musical? Why well, would you, you do that? 
I didn't realize this, but the book, Matilda, the Ronald Dahl book, is from 1988, and he died in 90. So this is like his last book. Uh No idea. I just thought it was another book from the 60s or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, I too miss that Roald Dahl was uh, was an 80s person. Yeah, I I thought he was an old – yeah, me too. Now, this director, and I'm sure you haven't caught this in your research, he did – you know the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. He did Ghost the Musical. What? Oh, let's make clay pottery. 2011. He produced Ghost the Musical, stage uh-huh. adaptation of the Academy Award-winning 1990 film Ghost, uh, premiered at Manchester Opera House in West End's Piccadilly Circus. Uh, he, the show transferred to Broadway at the Lundfontein Theatre in, in 2012. Uh, now, it closed, you know, in three months, but it was on tour <laughs> in the UK and the US while playing in Budapest, and it opened in Korea. Wow. I don't know why, but this guy loves to do musicals. Now, this guy directed the musical, so it's... That's a big deal. Yeah. The director of this. Same thing with the writer. Now, what I find interesting, because I know it's a Broadway production, but it premiered on the West End. So this is like a very UK, British kind of feel to it. British book and British uh, premiere. And yeah, I guess it was popular. I don't know. Now, the, the screenwriter, he got a Tony for it writing the book they don't call it a script they call it a book i don't know why but the thing is what bothers me about the tonys is that there's only like five to eight plays so if you're nominated of course you're nominated you're one of the play you know it's not very prestigious this tonys i've never followed the tony awards oh sure the obie awards the off broadways of course but the tonys oh the razzie sure sure razzie sure now you're gonna love this mike they were they were going to start making this film in August 2020, but it was postponed. What happened? Due to Why? COVID. <gasps> the COVID. Yes. The COVID. I know you love that because that means I do love the COVID. A real thing. It was a global pandemic. Oh, they had to shut down. We really needed to shut down the world for this. You know, it's it, it's a it's the flu with a better publicist, as Gino Bisconti <laughs> says. Gino Bisconti. Oh, good. Good one, Gino. It's the flu with a better publicist. So, uh, what was it? It was Mara Wilson. There, I have it written down, but who was the original Matilda? Who's actually a pretty cool person in real life. She said in November, I didn't write it down, but this thing is ancient. It was 2013 they said they were going to do this. In 2016, it got confirmed that they really were going to do it. Same script, uh, writer same director in november 2018 netflix said we're doing this netflix said we're doing an animated series of all these roald doll films uh didn't they buy the estate like they're working with the estate they have like exclusive rights to the, the, his stuff well i i don't know that but you're you've got to be right because it yeah. was an animated series the bfg the twits charlie and the chocolate factory they were all going to be animated series. I never saw that. Maybe it came out. No, I don't uh, think it did. Okay. In 2020, they Netflix finally said, we're doing it like soon, you know, because they were going to start filming it. They signed the choreographer. 
They got the cast between April, uh, January and April in 2021. Uh, TriStar did this. They were the same ones who released the film in 1990. Um, I think I've said, oh, yeah, well, the um, Miss Honey uh, is actually married to the director in this. Miss Honey was the good teacher, and then you had the right. teacher. Yeah, so Miss Honey's got a few kids with this director. They're married. You um, know, one, one thing I did find out was that uh, in the play, in the musical, excuse me, the musical, it, it's <laughs> the book is the words and the score is the, and then there's the music. That's why they call yeah. it the book. Uh -huh. uh, it's traditionally the evil school teacher, the one that yeah. Emma Thompson plays, it's played by a guy right. in the musical. Yes, it's Emma Thompson, and she is praised for a good performance. Sure, Evan Thompson never there. gives a bad performance. Not That's worried about Evan Thompson. This uh, the guy who wrote the script also wrote Black Sea. It was a Jude Law film about submarines that I saw. It was pretty good. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, honey. How does submarines and Jude Law sound like? <laughs> Sounds like an evening. Let's go. <laughs> he has a serious accent. I think he's Scottish or Irish in it. Uh, oh. And uh, once again, I go back to the, is this really releasing on Christmas Day? Do, we, do you want to watch the trailer? Yes. Let's, yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So here we go. We're going to set up again. So audience, uh, press play. And if you get an ad, I don't have an ad this time. I don't either. Okay. And then skip it. And we're going to do the countdown. Okay. Ready. Three, two, one, go. Oh my God! It's Annie. Oh, but she's floating. Oh, she must be dreaming about that hot air balloon. Oh, the jerk parents. Yeah, Danny DeVito is a Danny great. No. And Rita, uh, his real life wife was the was the wife. Oh, you're talking about um, oh, what's her name Rhea from Perlman. Cheers? No, yeah, Rhea Perlman. No, Rhea Perlman. Yeah, yeah. Although it's they've divorced, they've divorced since then. Oh, they ripped up the book. Grapes of Wrath. Remember in this, the movie, it was like, TV's better than books. It's faster. Uh, do you go to Broadway shows uh, based on musicals, based on movies? I don't. I go to Broadway shows based on, what should I get my wife for Christmas? Oh, right. What's the, we I used go to go to Broadway shows. That's a big deal during the holidays, like uh, Hanukkah gift of going to the to see a Broadway show or going mm -hmm. to New York to see a, a play. That's a big deal in our house. He's dangerous. Uh oh, this December. Careful, she's dangerous. This is a good idea. Like Christmas Day, you're hanging out, and Netflix is going to be on, and so you guys watch a family film. Right. We are watching the uh, Christmas story, the, today's one. On okay, Christmas. so the audience right now is just filled with ham and chocolate, <laughs> and they hate their family, and they instead of talking to them, they want to watch TV. Ooh, lions. Wow, this is like watching a Broadway play, but as a movie. Well, I don't know. Do You saw those exteriors, and they're at the... Um, Play, uh, the the fair, they're in balloons. You couldn't really do this all on stage. They tried that with Spider-Man and the guy right. got hurt. Yeah, a bunch of guys got hurt. Yeah. Matilda! 
Boom. Da-dum. 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 All right. All right. Wow. Dumb, yeah. dumb. Dum, dum. Oh, I had a stupid. I'm point. not getting ads. It just rolls into the next one. Oh yeah, hang on. I'm gonna hit pause. So if you do the same thing, go ahead and hit pause and move back before zero, we talk zero, about the zero. next one. The zero zero zero. All right. Well, that has been uh, Matilda the the musical, the movie, the musical, the movie, right? Like hairspray, and there's a bunch of other and the producers. It's a fine tradition of going being a smash money-making hit around the world, and then you take that and you put it back in the theater. So right. Hairspray, um, there's a couple coming out, the producers, but there's a couple, uh, there's another one coming out, and I don't remember what it is. Not hair. Not hair. So Speaking next is UFO Sweden. Speaking of hair, I got something in my throat. Yes, so... Sweden has two theatrically released movies this Christmas. Um, one is on the playlist, and that is called Sweden UFO Sweden. And I have the actual original title. Sorry, I got a little UFO. Yeah, you. How do you pronounce it? UFO. In English, it's UFO, and in Swedish, it's UFO. UFO. We're going to be mispronouncing a lot of foreign. Yeah, no, the it's terrible. These when we I could keep calling it Hawk and Brock in the other one, it's not at all. What is uh, it? Hawk, it's how, the other one is Hawk and Brock and with the little ring above the A. So I yeah. think that's like war. So it's like umlaut. it's not an umlaut, it's a no, it's, it's a not. It's I don't know what we like movies that look like American films, like UFO Sweden. I don't really have much to say about this movie. I know the trailer is in English. To believe is one thing. To know something completely different. Uh-huh. Oh, so the story is, this, woman, this girl's parents disappear. She goes to a foster home. She's pretty sure dad got mixed up with a UFO uh-huh. in Sweden. And the trailer, that's it. That's all I really got. E.T. took my dad, is what I wrote down after looking up this in Wikipedia and IMDb. It is like, I don't know. I've seen the trailer. Did you watch the trailer, Carl? Yes, but I mean, as you know, I was surprised by this one, so I did watch it a little absentmindedly. I was setting up for the show. I didn't do any research on the ones to come except for Hawk and Brocken. Me too. Uh, I have a lot of Hawk and Brocken shit. We're going yeah. to be feasting on Hawk and Brocken. We have a beef. We have a YouTube beef with Hawk and Brocken, but that's later okay. in the show. Yes, we do, actually. Yeah. Well, this one watch UFO Sweden. Yeah, there's two trailers. I picked one slightly shorter. I didn't feel like playing both of them, but it has a very Steven Spielberg vibe to it. It has a very like Super Eight vibe to it, right? This Mm. is like the family's something bigger than themselves. So it's kind of cool. All right, so go ahead, click that. uh, Make sure you're on that. Hit pause. Move to zero zero zero. Get any ads out of the way. We're gonna watch UFO Sweden in. Three, two, one, go. Ooh, San Francisco. Crazy pictures. Gotta love crazy pictures. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking and I look up in the sky. Oh yeah. And you got this the inappropriate music and the crazy special effects slow down. He's saying, Hey, where's my dad? 
Have you seen my Spin Doctor wow, CD? It was, it was in the car 30 years ago. That was a great shot. It was a great... Uh, you're right about it being Spielberg. Yes. What were you saying, though? You remember the movie Super 8? Like, there was some monster in a, tr in a train? It has that vibe to it. Yeah. Like, these kids are going to explore. Right? They got to... This kid's going to find out about her dad. I don't know. This movie looks fucking good. I'm not sure that I believe in UFOs, but I have been anally probed. <laughs> I remember I was there. Yeah, and she had an accent. She could have been an alien. Or from Sweden. Look at this. Like, builds and builds and builds. They don't reveal too much. They just mm -hmm. go right to the logo. And that's, like, coming this Christmas. It said bipolar pictures or something. You think that's why they said crazy? That's interesting. Okay, so okay. now it rolls right into the Russian one. Which I paused and I moved back. Yeah, I got the Russian one. Zero, zero, zero. I would watch Sweden, uh, UFO Sweden, hands down. Well, I, I went to my Netflix DVD and it's not there. I tried well, it's, to. It's coming out this Christmas. In, in yes, of course you're right. You're right. You got to wait. But sometimes there is a, a Panama. Well, I'll check tomorrow because today is Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Carl, maybe I'd be the first. Be the first to wish you. you. Hey, the holidays are here. So may I wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. A happy Jew year. Happy Shanatova. Happy Jew year. Oh, you know what? What's holiday in the next three months? Oh, may I be the first to wish you a. Valentine's Day. Merry right. Valentine's Day. That doesn't yeah, Merry Valentine's Day. That's funny. the whole but that's not three months from now. Well fuck you, man. <laughs> Christmas wasn't in October. My um my littlest my middle kid, when he was young, you know, a toddler, so he, he's just learning, right? He's he always heard it as very Christmas. Like Santa comes in down from the chimney, he looks around at your decorations, and he's like, "This place is looking very Christmas." So he goes, "Very Christmas, Merry oh, Christmas." Cool. That's what it. he thought. He goes, "What do you mean, Merry Christmas?" Our show is very Christmas. Very, so oh, very, very, very Christmas. Christmas. Very okay, Christmas. This is Slim Pickings. The other big film is Hawk and Brocken, which we're saving till the end. Uh, however, there's a lot of dubious listing movies, and let's just mention them. There's a film called The Port, which is on a website that's going to be released on a website. It's listed on IMDb as a Christmas Day release. I couldn't even find a trailer for it, but uh -huh. if you find it on YouTube, you can find the link to the, the site. I don't have it on me. There's a film called A Write It Black, which is also has a Christmas Day release. It's but we can't find a theater, and I can't find a streaming service that has it. The, the trailer itself is four minutes. It's more of a sizzle reel. Yeah, it's, it it's a comedian, a veteran who makes and writes movies. And, you know, it's, it's, it's there, but it's not really a trailer. It seems like what to expect if you want to purchase this film. I don't right. know. It's a different vibe to it. It seems more like a producer thing. So because it's four minutes long, we didn't include it. And we can't really find, like, a streaming service or – a theater that's playing it. It kind of doesn't count. It's kind of not releasing on Christmas. It's uh, somebody's yeah. mom is going to watch it. So we have two other films that are very dubious. This film, Brat 3, as as we see it. Is that how you say it? What is that first letter? It's like a backwards P with a hat on its head. If you go to IMDb and you type in the word Brat 3, you will find this movie. 
Brad. It's brother. So can I give you a little history about this film? It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in 1997, there was a huge Russian hit about gangsters and uh, called Brother. This guy basically goes to Petersburg or whatever, and he sees his brother. Uh, okay, and it's it's a, and his brother's a gangster. It's the St. Petersburg mob movie. Brothers Heroes again, huge hit. And the director is named uh, Bala Banoff, and it stars <laughs> Sergei uh, Brodrov Jr. The point is, they both have passed on. They're not involved in this in this treacle. Oh, Sergio Brodrov Jr. So. The director, like, it was a huge hit. He was going to make two movies back-to-back, like Matrix Trilogy. Combine them into Brother 2. So there's a film called Brother 2, and that's in 2000. And by the way, this is not to be confused with the Beat Takashi movie Brother from 2000 about a gangster going to America. This film, Brother 2, is about a gangster who goes to America. Okay. Not not to do with the Omar Epps film Brother. That's a different thing. They go to Chicago. They don't go to L.A. And he goes to Chicago, and there's a twin involved. That's kind of important. Whatever. And they also make fun of the Ukraine, and the movie was uh, banned in Ukraine in, in 2016. <laughs> For that reason? Okay. It kind of, kind of, you know, and there's some stereotypes in Americans in, in, in this movie as well. What have you. It's a huge hit. Uh, and and this is he, the third? The second one is a huge hit, and it has a twin brother involved. Uh, okay. So the third one has nothing to do with anybody involved. I went to Wikipedia, and uh, so the star was going to be replaced by Mickey Work. Really? Yeah, it didn't fell through. They also fell through with Jennifer Aniston was supposed to be in this movie. Interesting. Still in Russian? Just... Still in Russian? Yeah, but they couldn't afford her. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. They, they, so, were, they said, we meet your price of $8 million. They, yeah. they, go, they said, no, not ruples. Not doing it for rubles. Oh, no. eight million. What are you guys from Russia? You mean rubles? Uh, so I have the Russian currency. So this guy is named Bortsky, who uh, was going to direct the third one, and it just seems like he was going to have like uh, Sergei Bodov appear using CGI because the guy was dead. And then this is interesting, and this is the reason why I wrote I kind of paste this. September 6, twenty nineteen. Borisky announced VK that he would be selling one of the main roles for the film for five million rubies. Rubies, okay. That's so, but you you can be star in this movie if you buy it. If you buy They're it, they're not paying you; you're paying them. If you want to be the star, so the star of the first two movies, The Widow, uh, has heavily criticized the film crew and called the production a horrible drivel. Anyway. This is the third movie. It has nothing to do with what I just said because I have a different director listed. Uh, it's starring and directing uh, and directed by a gentleman. Where do I have it? Uh, named Valerie uh, Paravervev. And a general's daughter lives in Tambov, in love with a street artist who his, her father disapproves. The general has a twin brother who heads a criminal gang. A twin? Yeah, another twin. Uh, two unsuccessful robbers fail the task, which triggers a string of events that changes lives and destroys family. Will this be released Christmas Day in Russia? I don't know. You don't? Seems... Why well, I mean, it's listed. It's listed. I found it listed in Russia, 25th, IMDb. Okay. okay. But same with the port and the same with Right of Black. So uh... now, I think that they might have, I'm not kidding. Uh, they're the Eastern Orthodox. I think they might have a different day for Christmas. I'm not kidding. 
Interesting. No, it says well, it says December twenty fifth, Russia. Okay, so. December twenty fifth is the same wherever you go. Right. So right. it's so a Christmas. Yeah, Orthodox yeah. Christmas is a different. But okay. All right. We're not fans of Russia right now, so you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. In three, two, one, go. I did a good countdown, right? You did. Cops in their cheap Russian car. That's Fred Amerson and Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts doing another role. <laughs> Don't he stars in anything. Yeah, that's right. That's how he answers the phone. Ring, I'll take the part. Oh, hi. You sure it's talking cats too? I said. I will take the part. This guy's down the dumpster. Oh. With a very flashy hat. Oh, I thought the knife was last year. Well, nice park. Wow. Whoa. He told her. She's just straight in the chairs for him. Dirt right there. What's going to happen? Is he going to move that chair? Okay, here you go, Carl, for your benefit. All right, take a look at this clam. He is too. Clam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I thought of. I mean, she's going up there. The angle's right. So far, nothing has happened. Oh, wait, I take it back. Hi, do you like flowers? Yeah, I'm at a flowers shop. How are you on boobs? Parkour. The same blue hat. Same dumpster. Top car. Top car. Where's the twin? Uh-oh. Not the baby. Yeah. You know, now, oh, it's like a battleship Potemkin. The bat. The baby's in her arms, but the they Cram. hit the the stroller like. They didn't, that's it. That's the, that's it. That's all. Nothing what ever happens. Rat. It's Machba twenty twenty two. Okay, I'm gonna okay, hit pause. I the next trailer. I'm hitting pause. Yeah, you know what? I really tried to research this guy, and I found nothing. I found another director who had an extra letter in his name, and it was—I don't know if it's the same guy. I have nothing to say about Smileheart. We can watch. Russian it is a crazy language. The number three is a letter. The number three is a letter. You know, really? Russians. Yeah, Russians would look up at the Toys R Us sign and look fine. They. Excellent. You play a game of Hangman, and it'll take forever. Uh, <laughs> is it the letter three? Just, just forget it. It was, it was people. Word with people. So I really tried to look up research on this one, and I found more information about Hack and Bracken, to be honest. Okay. So are we moving on to Smile Heart? Is that what's yeah? Next? Smile Heart, but my Smile Heart paper. I didn't even write it down. I didn't even research this one. I, it's like a dead end. Mike, if you had told me ahead of time, I would have found nothing. You would have found nothing. Okay. Next time. Next time we do a show. Yeah, next Christmas. Next Christmas. <laughs> All right. Next Christmas. I gave I, you the research. For Smile Heart. You, the very next day, you threw it away. I just want to say, Mike, Merry Christmas. Let me be the first. Oh, Please. my God. Is it Christmas already? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God, I was so busy this holiday season, Carl. I forgot to wish you. Mm, Merry Christmas. What a Scrooge. You want to watch this? Well, it's on the list, and this is a short show anyway. We better watch it. 
we could watch four minutes of Red and Black. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Smile heart. You type in smile heart movie and you get smile. Okay. I clicked every link on IMDb. I have no idea. But it looks good. It looks inspiring. Like this Christmas Day, I want something like to cheer me up. Now, what does Christmas mean to Hinduism? Nothing. This is a stretch. But again, it's just the option of going to the theater on Christmas Day night. I'm Jewish. I go and I, I go out to the theater. In India, I all the time, every year. Wow, she's wearing a different sari now. Who's sorry? Who's sorry now? Bollywood. Who's sorry now? <laughs> you could use a little makeup. Oh no! Oh, this one has suicide. What a shot! How did Ooh. they? Yeah, the, wow, they must have rented that's, a helicopter. That's death by uh, zero gravity. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's I saw you... that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullhark. There, were, there was no gravity. There's no gravity in that movie. No it gravity. was a lie. No gravity. I, the movie gravity. And I, said, I, I said, I'm not going to watch this movie. It's one note. She has to land on Earth. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right, well, that is Smile Heart. We apologize to everyone involved. And now we get to the moment of truth. Okay. Now it's H A K A N H A K A N B R A K A N H A Yeah. Hakan Brakan H A K A N B R A K A N. Now if you want to be clever, you could you could type the little uh A with the circle above it instead of just a regular A. Well, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know right how to type it, but I got there. The channel we like is Nordisk Film, <clears throat> Nordisk Film something, but you'll see Nordisk Film. Now, one of the things, like, I, I, I had a playlist, and one of the great things YouTube does is that you just hit the save button, and you can add it to your playlist. When I All tried right. to do it to this one, told me that this movie is this content is meant for children and cannot be linked to a playlist interesting so that's the reason why it's outside the playlist we're still going to watch it but we can't connect it for history's sake this movie is a big deal carl yes yes this is a big deal and it's releasing christmas day in sweden do you you you, you have some information uh okay uh it says that uh, Hawken has a babysitter, Amanda, the world's most boring one, according to him. And uh -huh. he has to run home so he can attend a very important computer game completion. But Hawken is suddenly eye-to-eye -eye with both burglars and ostriches. Oh, fucking home Ostriches. Alone. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Oh, my God. You mean the burglars are holding ostriches? I guess. Yeah, hey, I'm the negotiator. Nobody I heard you have. ostrich gets it. <laughs> now there I, was a TV I, show. That's what in 2003, for only one season, 24 episodes, there was a Hawkin Brocken TV series. Right. Now a guy named Soren Olsen wrote a book 
about this Hockenbrocken, and that got turned into a TV series. It was, it was first a, a Swedish radio show in 1983. Oh, okay. And the uh, a publisher said, this is great. We like to make books out of it. So in 84, they started doing uh, books. So this is a character, now, Beverly Cleary, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. These are stories about families. And usually there's like Ramona or, I don't know, Bradley or whatever the kid from Wimpy. Right. From Wimpy Kid. Wimpy, isn't that the kid's name? I don't think Diary so. of a Wimpy Kid. Wimpy rules. Broderick rules. So uh, in this universe, uh, there is Rudolph, the dumbass dad. There's Karin, uh, Karen with the I at the end, I-N, the mom. And then there's Thune, who's a seven-year-old. And he was the initial star of this series. Yeah. He's a seven. He doesn't like sports. He likes girls. He has his friend. <laughs> he has a sister. And most importantly, he has a bratty Dennis the Menace uh, brother Max, Hawken, and Brocken is like a word for fight. So his name is a pun. He's like the troublemaker, Hawken Brocken. Ah, He's Hawken the the menace, basically. Okay. So the radio, the Swedish radio show was ten years. It takes place in the fictional town called Glimmerdog, and the books kicked off in '84. Now this is connected to Christmas in a major way, um, because Sweden has this weird thing. Did you know there's an like advent calendar television? It's been going on since 1960. Basically, is that you can go to the store and buy an avid. Right. They're gonna have a TV series, and every day there'll be an episode. Okay. So in 2003, it was about Soon's brother, Hawk and Brocken. Okay. And so for in the year 2003, starting January 1st, there was an episode on Swedish television every single day. The last one ending on the 24th. Yeah. And you could go to the store and you could buy an official TV advent calendar to go along with your television viewing. So I you like open this up concept. Yeah. So let's say it was a fish burgers one, right? Right. So you would it'd be 24 episodes of fish burgers every single day. Right. This is our old public access show from 30 years ago. Yeah, we would have and had then, nine days in our calendar. Right. Well, maybe we just stick with Hanukkah and just call it eight nights. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you would open up the first and there'll be a little nougat candy yum. And they'll say like Carl sticks a fork in the in the socket. <laughs> oh, there's his brother to stick a fork into the, into the yeah. socket. Jeremy. Then, yeah, Jeremy. So then tomorrow, the Tuesday is Carl returns from the hospital. Jeremy's okay, he's <laughs> doing better. <laughs> you know that type of thing. Uh, and so that was it. So, uh, you know, they, so this was so I have so every series because it's a 24 episodes with a few exceptions broadcast daily, first to the 14th of December. The theme for most of the series is connected to Christmas. Again, another Christmas okay. connection. Yeah. So along with these series is opportunity to buy a paper calendar. Uh, they're available with Swedish stores. Okay, so here's the story. And people did not like this this uh, TV series. They found it juvenile. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And like, which, you've seen the trailer to this movie, so, you know, it, they keep to it. Um, here's the story. So his... Uh, his mom is like really excited for Christmas to the point she goes mentally insane and goes to a, a mental hospital. Really? Uh, yep. From decorating like a mad woman or? Well, yeah, like just Christmas stress, I guess. Oh. So the dad and Hawkins try to bring the mother home from a crazed doctor at the mental institution who is obsessed with keeping the mother there and not having to celebrate Christmas alone. This, this is all Wikipedia. The series got quite bad reviews, mainly because the scenario was deemed to be unrealistic. It also considered a bit depressing for a TV show aimed for kids. Right. But it was also too vulgar, with too many innuendo jokes and toilet humor. Oh, really? 
And a few examples of this is when Hawken vomits cascades, when he harasses <laughs> his teacher Veronica and felt her breasts, and when Hawken <laughs> dreamt about drinking beer. And the calendar oh, was considered great. the worst Christmas calendar in years. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. it. Uh, you know what? Sweden loved it too. And excuse me, in 24, there was a spin-off theatrically released movie with Hawk and Brocken and Joseph, his fucking turtle. Now, here's the story. The the parents are squirting out a new one. He's gonna have a little sister. And uh -huh. I think it was Isabel in, in the original series. And he's like my parents won't talk to me. They don't pay attention to me anymore. And Joseph, with the F, is a turtle. And you want to know something exciting about cinema in Sweden? Yes. That movie is the first CGI in Sweden. The turtle's face has CGI. Yeah. Hawkins. What year are we talking? 2004. Three years oh. after 9-11. Well, I mean, um, in 2000, we had CGI here. Right, that's true. Uh, I think it was Jurassic Park in two thousand. It was the yeah, abyss. right, right. I mean, we had we had it on like uh, commercials and stuff in the nineties, but it wasn't as good as you know. It was two thousand when it first got good. Listen, I want to tell you this author Soren Olsen. I was surprised to hear you say that they wanted to make a radio show because it says here he's been a writer for thirty five years, two hundred books published. Wow. Um, Sold 12 million, million copies, uh, books about Soon and Bert with this caution. Soon, yeah. Maybe he was a writer and then he did the radio show and they said make it a book. I think the radio show is how he got the story going. Like, and then because it became an, it was a regional, the radio show, and then it became uh -huh. a big Swedish thing for 10 years while the books yeah. were being produced. So, Maybe it's a little like Hitchhiker's Guide. He did the radio show and made it a book. Yeah, uh, it so small that like a national thing. You know what I mean? Like there's oh sure. So someone few... turns on the radio and the rest of the country hears it. Shut yes. up! I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> so, well, you know, um, you mentioned Tosh. That's a that's an animated series. For, okay, Tosh and Ned. Tosh. Yeah, and it has now, the, the this family. director he did. Um, well, we all know Pumptag Gudha. In 2000, and sure. he also did Alabara for Svinner in 2004. But they, this film, it was called No, it was called Alone in Space. It was 2018. So yeah. I was intrigued. So I went and I watched the trailer for Alone in Space. It's in Swedish, but it has the subtitles. It looked very, very good. It was like um, a kid and his brother and sister are like on this that was meant for thousands of people and they're adrift in space sort of like passengers was right and um don't mention that movie come. i couldn't i tried to put it in my dvd netflix they just i couldn't find it for free on youtube i'd like to see alone in space it looked i heard it's oppressive the alone in space but there's no atmosphere <laughs> yeah it's a good it's a good place to hang but there is really not a lot of atmosphere uh, this was film in, filmed in Gothenburg, Vastra, Gotalands, Eon, in Sweden. Nice. All right. So I think we have our Hockenbrock, and we have a beef that we can't link it up. Our whole show is about YouTube videos. Let me and just tell the audience again in case they missed it. It's H-A-K-A-N-B-R-A-K-A-N. And we like the channel Nordisk Films something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I gotta hit pause and move it back. 
So, and this is a character that's been around since 1983. It's like, what was the Beverly Cleary, Henry Higgins? He had like a crazy brother, Ramona and Beezus. Yeah, uh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Listen, I don't think this was, I don't think it was from the 80s, right? The radio show was in 2010, right? No, no, I have 83 to 93 was the oh, uh, radio show. Oh, well, it took a long time to get to 2003 and do a TV show. But don't forget, like, the whole family, not just the brother, like, soon was the focus. Uh-huh. So there was all these soon movies and soon TV shows. Yeah, S-U-N-E. I noticed yeah. that, too, in the research. Uh... That came first. This is like okay. a spin. It's like Bradley Rules, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, My Little Brother. Okay. You know. And also think, okay, so before we watch the trailer, have you guys ever seen a movie called Home Alone? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Well, it's going to help you with this film. All right, here we go. You won't please do the countdown. This you is our do final it. You're one. You're doing it great. Oh, I appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna screw this up. Here we go. Countdown. Three, two, one, go. Whoa, video games, burrito. Look at that. He's got the gamer chair. Let's talk about the video game. Huh? Rockin', rockin', schmockin'. Brock and Schmockin. Oh, that's the babysitter, huh? See, there's Rudolph. God, this looks like Illinois. Burglars. Oh, there's your hostages. Boy, this is a first world country, man. I'm telling you, like, Disney Channel has nothing on this. It's well produced. Yes, that's it Karen. is. Yeah. That's what burned me when I couldn't add it. Oh, they're drinking from the red cups. That's universal. Solo cup. Yeah. Oh, solo. That's how you say it in Swedish? Oh, here, yeah. Another fine day. Oh, so I guess, it's, oh, that's the babysitter. Yeah, oh, that's the boring babysitter. No, no, maybe that's the sister. Now they got a good Anna, Amanda. Okay, I love this. Oh, oh. oh. Carl, as adults, we all make that face when someone gets hit in the nuts, right? It's universally, you know, it doesn't matter your language. If you're hitting the nuts, you go, ooh. But no, but if you, if you watch it, you go, ooh, like, that could have been me. I relate. Middle finger. They won't let me put this on because I'm I'm a I'm not a kid. There's a middle finger. There's like kid in the balls. Hocken brocken. Hocken brocken. All right. Well, that's it. World trade movie. I know. That's what kills me. I want to see it. I I think Sweden for the win this year. We got the man called Otto. Yes. Based on a Swedish hit. Then we have another Swedish hit. UFO Sweden coming by has the word Sweden in it. And right. then, of course, Sweden's Christmas tradition, Hocken Brocken. Remember him from Christmas Calendar 2003? Uh-huh. Now he's back in movie form without his turtle. Turtle's dead by now. Wow. What would you think? I, I want to see it. I really do. So are we well, ready for our Christmas carol? I think we're ready for our Christmas carol. Okay. Um, we introduced this Christmas carol <laughs> back in January of 22. Uh, which I was the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Of oh, the year. thank you. Merry Christmas. Mike. No, oh, Merry shit. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, here we go. Let's watch the full length movie on YouTube LWAFLM Christmas Carol <clears throat> by Mike Spiegelman. Sure. 
Christmas, 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 Christmas! 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 By the way, it's Christmas. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, time to end the year. Time to end the year. All right. Well, Carl, where can people find you? This is a short show. Carlsucks.com. Same right. old, same old. Same old, same old. Uh, and you're on other podcasts? Anything else? Internet uh, you can there's promote? lots of stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Same here. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, do we watch the trailer for next week's movie? No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, What's this week's movie? Is it we, uh, uh, Come and Get It? Yeah, it would be, right? It would be, yeah. That. yeah. I don't think okay. there is a trailer. Well, next week's movie is uh, from the 30s. It's called Come and Get It. Francis Farmer and your brother will be with us. Yeah, and it was. it's a good movie. And, a, a and good it's episode. water, so you have to watch your language. Is that a smart choice for this podcast? That was a little weird. He he did shoo her away when I was like, "Well, Adam," he goes, "Hey, could you can you watch your language a little bit? Well, can you watch your kid?" Like, there is no trailer for this movie, although Selena Gomez has a song that's available. In fact, I was just playing it. Whoop de doo. Whoop de doo. Listen, it's a good film. Uh, you can even watch it on your own. Uh, fast forward through the logging section because it's twenty two minutes, but. It's a, I love the logging. You did? Yeah, it really helped me because I, I was constipated at the time. Oh, yeah. It really well, helped that me. will loosen you up. It's like listening yeah. to a waterfall when you got to pee. You, you watch these logs right. you're going to do your number two business. All right, well, I hope that intrigues you. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back next week. Merry Christmas. If Merry anyone Christmas. hasn't wished you Merry Christmas yet. That has been our annual uh christmas day movie release show carl what a pleasure what a pleasure you know what you're the best thank you you too absolutely and you audience merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas Thank you very much. Uh, this is
I had a dream that you died We're not the closest but you're a friend of mine I woke up and realized It was my subconscious showing me what it would be like If this situation gets any more out of hand All of my sort of friends will be like, whoa, I kinda knew that guy So I keep fighting each day against this avalanche Back in time 
Until I crossed the finish line Cleaned up the wreck from this reckless Cleaned up the wreck from this reckless All right, Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much for being here. Give it up for yourselves for coming out to the Seventh Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give yourselves up more. Give it up more than that. What was that? Come on, Jesus Christ! Wow. 
Let's get some energy in this place. Holy cow, this is going to be a great time. My name is Alex Kaufman. We have a really fun show in store for you tonight. Um, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to be here. I got here, uh, I came here all the way from Montana. Uh, super fun. Uh, drove here from Montana, actually. Uh, drove through a lot of small towns. The way you can tell which towns are populated by, uh, by like remote tech workers now is, uh, like I drove through one town that had a fancy bowling place. I don't know who looked at bowling and thought this is what we need to be gentrifying, but they, <laughs> they did it. Uh, they're they're like gentrifying bowling is like going to a thrift store and trying to upcycle a wife beater. You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Gentrifying bowling is like house flipping in a trailer park, uh, which is mean because tornadoes do it enough. You know what I'm saying? It's not, <laughs> not kind. Uh, boy, I, uh, I'm sure right after the show I'm gonna go get a stiff drink. I uh, started drinking way too much during the pandemic. Uh, the way that I realized that is I'd figured I'd take like a two week break. Two week break from drinking, about a week into that break, uh, I was shaky all the time. I was cold constantly. I couldn't sit still at all. Uh, thought I was going through withdrawals. Turned out it was just COVID though. So that was a relief somehow. Uh, that was good news in my book. Uh, started drinking too much partially because uh, my girlfriend got a cat. Uh, she got this cat. I'm supposed to say we got a cat, by the way. Uh, we got a cat. She's got so much anxiety though that now the only thing that we talk about is that cat's funeral. Like it's, she's so worried about this cat dying, like the day after uh, we got him, she was already picking out an urn. She started price shopping crematoriums, which when you think of it actually sounds like a place a cat should love, the uh, crematorium. Oh wait, that's, there you go. Uh, also sounds like the place where they make creamsicles maybe, uh, or a porn studio. Look, it's not <laughs> what it sounds like. Uh, she's got so much anxiety about this cat dying though. She's so worried about it. She She would have nightmares. Actually, she woke me up one night and she asked if we could put the cat's urn on display in a place of honor, right? Like put his put his urn up on the uh, on the mantle in the living room, and obviously I suggested taxidermy, right? Uh, more of a conversation starter. She didn't like that though. Uh, she didn't like that at all. So I took a step back, took a step back because I feel like relationships are all about compromise. I told her, "Babe, look, uh, we can cremate the back half if you'll let me mount his head on the wall." So we're not together anymore. Uh, but neither is the cat. So that's. I am dating again. One of my buddies, he keeps trying to set me up on dates. Uh, my friend actually asked me if I'd ever date an anti-vaxxer. I said, sure, right? Uh, if I was looking for something short-term, that might be how I do it. I did go on a date he set me up on, though. Uh, on the date, the woman I was there with, she told me she was a sapien sexual, and I was like, no homo? Turns out what she actually said was sapiosexual, which uh, I guess is when you only date men who know what that word means. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> my grandfather likes to give me dating advice too. He always suggests the same thing. My grandfather he always says, uh, he, he always says to lay out rose petals as a romantic gesture. Uh, I've never understood this romantic gesture because to me it just seems like you're buying very expensive flowers and making a mess. Like it doesn't add up. Uh, and like the thing is, like my grandfather, he's an old timey dude. I'm sorry, but uh, ladies, if he's laying out rose petals for you, he's gonna try to make you clean that up. He's not, <laughs> not a good person. All right. Uh, <laughs> He is a very old-timey dude. My grandfather was a doctor during the Korean War. That's how old he is. Uh, he also, <laughs> like, I grew up in a military family. My dad uh, flew planes to the Air Force, and I started smoking weed in high school. So that's, I think they call that legacy. I don't know. They're not <laughs> proud of me. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, did grow up in a military family. Kind of cool. You, you you meet people from all different sorts of places. Uh, like I have this friend who's really Italian. Most Italian guy I've ever met. His name, uh, his name is Raffaele Michelli. And he hates it when I say his name that way. 
He does not appreciate it at all. Uh, never going to stop saying it that way, though, because he found out one time I'd never had a cannoli before. So he insisted we go to a real Italian restaurant that evening. After dinner, the waitress came by and asked if we wanted anything for dessert. I said, yes, I'll have one cannoli, please, and she just chuckled. <laughs> he just chuckled. I turned to my buddy. He said, yeah, one cannoli. I actually called a cannolo. So <laughs> like, I don't know if he brought me there just to do that, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know if that was his goal, but that guy's worse than a grammar Nazi, okay? I think we can agree. <laughs> that guy's a linguistic fascist. That's exactly what that is. He's like a, a Mussolini. No, I'm sorry, Mussolino, right? Uh, <laughs> there's really just the one. Uh <laughs> Oh uh, man, it's uh <laughs> fun to be here. Uh I uh I'm trying to improve my life a little bit. Uh trying to trying to get things in order. One of my friends suggested uh manifesting to kind of try to help uh, get myself back on track. Uh think like I, can't, I I have a hard time getting into the manifesting thing though because uh, I feel like I believe in her more than she believes in herself, right? Cuz every manifesting story is the same. Every manifesting story is like I wanted something, I started manifesting it, I worked towards it, and I got it. And I think one of those steps might not be necessary. All right? <laughs> Like, I didn't manifest a donut. I went to Krispy Kreme. You understand? It's you didn't manifest your dream vacation, Jan. You saved up PTO. It's fine to have worked for things. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I, I did try it, though. I did try to get into it. Apparently, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, I, did, I did give it a shot. Apparently, what I've been doing is actually called suicidal ideation. So that's not the same thing, apparently. I didn't know. Uh, I quit therapy recently. I don't know if that's coming through. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you can tell. Uh, I quit therapy because I found out that my therapist lived in a houseboat. And that guy shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. <laughs> like, that guy may have the degree, but he does not have the qualifications. You know, it's like I'm paying him $100 an hour and he can't afford a house house. Are you kidding? Guy, it's so frustrating. Like, he didn't just decide to live down by the river. He decided to live on the river. You get what I'm... Uh, I feel like some of you guys are on his side now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with it? nothing's wrong with living on a houseboat what's wrong with uh it's it's giving me advice also like i just i don't believe in the advice it's fine to make that choice I'll, i will give him some credit okay uh when the ice caps melt he'll still have seaside property that's pretty cool give him that uh it's also pretty cool to live in a place where piracy is still a legitimate concern that's that's nice uh it's <laughs> pretty cool I'm just doing bullet journaling now uh, instead of therapy. For those of you who don't know what bullet journaling is, it's a note-taking system where you buy way too many highlighters and turn your feelings into an aesthetic competition. Uh, <laughs> I do it a little bit differently, though. I take all the money that I would have spent on highlighters, and I just buy bullet bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I drink until I can be vulnerable with myself. That's my method. <laughs> uh, boy, I, uh, I'm also taking personality quizzes instead of therapy. Uh, personality quizzes are fun. Uh, I don't... I don't like the BuzzFeed kind of personality quizzes. They ask you, the questions are too specific. They ask you, like, what genre of music are you? Or uh, what, house, what House of Dragons character has the same personal hygiene habits as your best friend from middle school, right? They're just, they're too specific. Uh, don't like it. I like the clinical exams. Uh, okay, there's a ghost here now, uh, <laughs> apparently. Welcome. Uh, I like the clinical exams. Uh, my favorite is the big five quiz. The biggest of the five for me was neuroticism. And when I saw that score, I asked myself, oh, should I just take this a couple more times on a few different websites so I can average the results and really be sure? Turns out that question is the answer. That's how you know. Uh, started therapy when I was in middle school. Uh, my therapist, he told me about another client of his whose name was Alexander. That guy just went by the middle part of the name. That guy just went by uh, Zan. I thought that was so cool. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's incredible. Uh, at around the same time, my parents told me that we were going to be moving to California. So I got it in my head that I could reinvent myself, right? 
Uh, I figured I'd go by Zan, I'd learn to skateboard, and I'd start doing hard drugs. I had a five-year plan. Guys, my guidance counselor should have been so proud. Uh, <laughs> we did not move to California, though. Didn't happen. I uh, found out a little while later that Zan actually killed himself. Yeah, he was doing a different kind of bullet journaling. Uh, <laughs> guess you could say I dodged that bullet, all right? It's or he took it for me. Look, it's not... You're growing at a fake person, all right? This is not... Not a real guy. Uh, all right, we'll do a little palate cleanser before I bring up your next act. Uh, you guys like puns? I feel like this is a pun crowd. Uh, here's a pun for you. Anybody here know the book Thus Spoke Zarathustra? Ah, really filled a Nietzsche market. All right, that's... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to bring up your next act, everybody. Uh, please give a big warm welcome uh, to, uh, oh, who was it going to be next? Uh, hold on. I, if I was good at my job, I would have known this already. Are there any more seats? There's two seats here that aren't taken, but I don't know what this coat's about. Um, okay. All right, right in the front. Uh, no, we got we got two seats up here, folks. Uh, everybody start filtering. Come on. Come on in here. If you're a comic, if you're a comic who's on the show, Get the fuck out. Uh, let the people <laughs> let the people who paid for tickets come in here, uh, please. Uh, by all means, uh, are there folks? Are there folks still out there? Come on in. There's there's two seats up here. Nobody's gonna nobody. I mean, nobody should, you know, harass you or whatever. Yeah, if you paid for a seat, get in here. Get your money's worth. You have a ticket? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. How am I supposed to tell? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm going to bring up your uh, your first act, everybody. Uh, it Your first act, uh, because I know that they're here, everybody. Give it up for Kathy Guest, everybody. Make some noise for Kathy Guest coming to the stage. Hey, everybody. There's seats up here. Come on in. Come on in. Oh, my God. I so great to be part of the festival. I did comedy the other night as part of the festival, and I was hit on afterwards by this uh, much older man. Yeah, woo. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. It's nice to know that my Insure milkshake still brings the old boys to the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And like before the pandemic, too, like if that would have happened, I would have been like, ew, no. And now I'm like, ew, maybe. Anything. And then this younger guy I'm, and, and I are talking afterwards the other night, and he says to me, he goes, you know what? You look great. Stop it. He said, for your age. Yeah, he doesn't know what my age is, but it's okay. I said, you know what? That's such a nice compliment for your education level. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. Good to be here. So I actually spent 15 years in tech, a little bit about me. I was an executive in tech. Yes, hashtag lady business. Yeah, hey, which is exactly what I call my lady business, when I don't call it the C-suite, for obvious reasons. Yes, yes. And when I travel, people are, like, obsessed with it. They're like, oh, my God, what was it like spending 15 years as an executive in very male-dominated tech? Well, the last company that I worked for had this kind of fun little tradition where everybody in the company got names. Like the IT guys, they were the it guys. The accountants were the Dobros. Thanks. And then I got excited one day because they finally came up with a name for the women in my business division. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Christy. 
and my name is Kathy. That sums up 15 years in tech. That's what that was. <laughs> 15 years is a lucky number for me. Uh, I've been happily married for 15 years. Thank you. Um, it's weird because I've been married for over 20. <laughs> they can't all be equally happy. I don't make the rules. I don't. No, it's true. And that's a long time, and marriage is really hard. So, you know, ups and downs, of course. And, um, but I, you know, it's funny because when things got really hard and they did, like, I never considered divorce. Murder? Hell yes. Yes. I always know the married people in the audience. The married people in the audience are like, hell yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Dial a murder. All right. We can do business later. You're the hitman. No, it's true. Absolutely. I can't give him like all my stuff. Divorce is out of the question. Silicon Valley is expensive. No, no, no. Plus two, what happens if I divorce my husband and he meets another woman, falls in love, lives happily ever after? I can't take that risk. No, no. But here's what happened after 15 years, well, okay, over 20, of being happily married, yes, happily married, and two kids later, we do have two kids, two teenagers, they're a gift you can't return. Uh, nobody told me. Nobody warned me. Oh, my God. But here's what happens after so many years together is that your hormones change. So I'm at this place in my 40s where, like, my hormones are going crazy. Like, your PSA to the younger ladies. Oh, my God. I am hungry all the time and horny all the time. Like, at the same time. True. Absolutely. And my husband will shoot me that look when the kids are out of the house. Like, yeah, but sexy time. And I'm like. I know you are not looking at me thinking we're going to have sexy time because you ain't got a damn sandwich in your hand. Go to the kitchen. Take care of business. He comes back, right, with his penis between, two, you know, with bread, <laughs> and two slices of bread. Yes, yes. Gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. <laughs> true. Creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right, it's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy to give me an orgasm and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. Simple, very simple. It's true. Uh, so I butt-dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt-dialed Lyft, the ride-sharing service. They came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face <laughs> on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for a no-show fee. Then I thought, you know what, $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. This is that better. And I learned, here's what I learned during COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. So easy. Not a, pr not a problem. Not a problem. But my husband, like, he's, like, super into fitness, so he gets me this app. I don't need it. It's a little much. But it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really cool health metrics. Like right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to reach my goal of pretentious Silicon Valley asshole. I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry, I'll tell you all about it. I'm so, um, 
kind of leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me, go, yeah, she works here. And it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there. Because people in retail work hard. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. <laughs> and you know what, you guys? They're right. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug test. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. I added some some condoms and plan B, right, some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great. That was fantastic. Your next comic is, uh, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? Like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, th I think the real, the real reason I signed the petition is because, like, I, I remember how it felt to be, like, beaten up by a group of eighth graders. You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. Because people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look. You know, it's funny, the whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm going to get them back. <laughs> I'm going to do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, was uh, it's not e as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm I'm having trouble. I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume, and I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, all I had to do was say like, "Oh, I'm bilingual," and they just they just believe me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in, uh, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl, which is uh, the American dream for, like, immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get in arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like, some, I, I sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she ask the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like, we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why, why, why do you think we would have, they would have good wine here? It makes no sense. Makes zero sense at all. My girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy 
uh, because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else. And I don't want to go to therapy, and it's not because of stigma, you guys. I get, I hear that a lot. They're like, men don't go to therapy because of stigma, and I don't think that's true. Because there's a stigma to public masturbation, but every public transit comes pre-installed with a pervert, just like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's that's all you need. Just microdose him a little. Like I can honestly see my own grandma like spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if like a nice lady came and was like, "You want some pussy?" You know, I'll be like, "I'll feel better immediately." I start walking down the street, whistling and shit. You know, giving like one of these dumb salutes. But anyway. But yeah, sometimes I, uh, sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend. It's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me like backpedaling, like I'm a president at a press conference. You know what I mean? Just like dodging shoes, like George, George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was. Time in her friends like oh CNB CNBC you said your girlfriend was a bitch and I'm like fake news yeah so I try to make it up to her after a fight so I take her to Daiso you guys don't know what you guys don't know what Daiso is it's a uh, it's like a 99 cent store but like the Asian version of it uh, which also means it's classier but not because of the reason you think you know. Like, the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso, they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like, they they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, oh, 3,000 yen equals a dollar and 50 cents, and you have 70,000 yen. How much do you owe? That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like, people don't rob you would rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like nine hundred twenty-five dollars or something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like five dollars or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, to get through my nerves right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you, thank you. She was a slave. And I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I'm like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, not on me. Uh, your next act, everybody. Your next act, uh, please make some noise 
for Melina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Melina Best. Coming up to the stage, clap real out all the way from Portland. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So I took a Lyft ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Melinda? I'm like, Melina. He's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? A little bit more about me. I I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars until they're not. Like there's one resident, Edith. She has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <coughs> taking my time uh, getting to a resident's table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred a tip <laughs> on a medical diagnosis. <laughs> the other night a resident wanted a fork I brought over a fork and she said oh I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you <laughs> I'm like lady your days are numbered so <laughs> last valentine's day uh President wanted to give me a tip, not a medical diagnosis. All that. I declined, and he flipped me a hundred. I said, "Replace or mine?" Like. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day. A resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? Like, <laughs> My favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa. He doesn't like... He's like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like... <laughs> Don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. No. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. <laughs> I mean, I my daddy's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he was like, he accurately guessed my age and asked, how old I thought he was. I said 32. <laughs> Need a good fact. He's not 32. He said, I'll take the meatloaf. 
can't win them all, you guys. So I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> we got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. <laughs> so I'm thinking my next tattoo will be of Reed with a tattoo of me. <laughs> but my favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat? Yeah, like, <laughs> how rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I just about to say thank you. And he said, in a good way. <laughs> I... I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so I guess I needed a clarification. <laughs> he provided. Um, a while back, I dated a human. Thanks, I'll read. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? He said, no offense. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents, and my mom said, uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if you don't want to see my comedy. on that one. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I um, took a another lift. It's not interesting. Uh, and the driver was like, have a good night and remember to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I've been Melina Best. Have a good one. Clap more for Melina Best, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan. Uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. Uh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again.
as I promised, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Um, hey, everybody. Before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist, and I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics. And I you know to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry. I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly going to focus on tonight is actually I'm going to talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. OK, OK, actually, correct this, because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is going to stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, OK? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing. And uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan. And, uh, and I discussed, like, I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know, it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle, and most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly defined. And so this random dude DMs me. It's like, yo, man, can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't, like, make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled, you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling, like, the debate, you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, okay? And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then read, you look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star. It's half an inch bigger than heterosexual porn stars, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big dick energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of, like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And... Um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified it for me. So apparently, straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And it really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me. No, Lorenzo, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is 7 to 1. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely uh, ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow, evolution and nature still manages 
to screw you at the end of the day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that that was yeah. You're like he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name, uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. Like I admit I have terrible handwriting, and one time I put my name on a list, and someone rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. I was like, yeah, no, that's not it, and then apparently it stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there. So, <laughs> uh, have y'all heard the phrase? Uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life. We all know the two guarantees in life. Okay, okay. What, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life: death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage. A lot. Yeah. Uh, I should have. I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go, you know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed they would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey, peaked, <laughs> peaked in high school, Peter, like it just kind of had those vibes about it. But like they complained about like the dumbest shit, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like one of the guys was like, oh, ever since I got married, my wife started making me wash my balls. I was like, dude, what were you doing before? Like, did you just, you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough? You could tell what kind of guy he was, because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, sh shampoos. You can, uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, <laughs> one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Then I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, I uh, Just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. <laughs> he was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not, <laughs> not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the vans for these like Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh, <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body, it was just like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic, sign me up for it. Um, and I went to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting.
was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just, uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you work in a corporation, get it. It's like, uh, I was trying to, I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day, and I was looking for it on my laptop, and I couldn't find it, and I was starting to get stressed, and I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it. My brain just naturally went, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet, it was just, uh, I audited my files, I just couldn't find it, it was, it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, we got any couples out there, couples? Clap it up yourselves. Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I get a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's, that's for sure. Um <laughs> All good. <laughs> She's also a uh, pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody, anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is. We don't like Mexican food up here. That's cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, Crypto Kush? You buy that blockchain bud or those NF terpenes. You buy it now. It's not, as worth, not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it. You can't do anything with it, but yeah. Um... I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's clever. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. All right. Uh, <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Y'all ever been uh, catcalled before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like, my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You're from behind. You saw the luxurious dress of my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys, that's my time. Give it up for your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by, uh, oh, okay, yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, 
that's a fair warning. Uh, I made some terrible decisions today. Uh, and they led to the hiccups. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve them. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm actually hmm, I'm actually going by uh, Christ. Um, because my name's Christopher, right? So I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently. Um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice. Why would you two quit dating? I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue dating? Dating somebody that you had to support financially, uh, somebody that was selfish, somebody that was visually a six at, at best, but she wouldn't either. Yeah, well, I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh. Yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves. And I thought, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because <coughs> I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how? Hiccuping. Yeah, um, do I... I look like I hate children. Do I look like I hate children? <laughs> okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um, I'm going to try that again. Um, do I look like I hate children? Do I look... Okay, I'm going to re-retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, th the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm going to let you know that I actually have a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. That's Tyler. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid. And if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never going to see their parents again. So. So that's on 